The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hey, we're live, pal. I didn't even use the intro. Here we go. I didn't use, <laughs> I have it. I didn't use it. I don't know why, but we're live. I hope so anyway. I don't see anyone pop. I don't see. There we go. I see people populating now. I see questions coming in. Sorry, guys. Casey is not here. He is in Houston. So I'm running the show. I'm doing the boards. I'm doing the questions. I'm doing the producing. It's early. It's, you might have noticed the we're sun starting. is not up. The sun actually is is rising right now in Phoenix, <laughs> Arizona. Uh, you might be wondering why we're doing this so early. It's because, as I said, Casey is in Houston. He's at going to be at the UFC 265 Media Day, which I believe starts... 30 minutes after we end today so we'll end at 8 a.m pacific time and then i believe media day is scheduled for 8 30 a.m pacific time we will have that live stream on mma fighting's youtube page and on the site i don't know if we're streaming on twitter and facebook i will leave that up to casey but you guys well for all i know that might start early because ak you have been to a media day in a bit alex have you you've been to You've not been to the new format. You went to a couple pandemic events, but it was pre-media days, correct? Yes, pre-media day. Yeah, sometimes the fighters want to get it over with, and they'll be like, can I start right now? And they're an hour early, and no one is set up. <laughs> so hopefully that doesn't happen. But hey, if they want to get it over with, if we get an hour of Derek Lewis, I will take it. But anyway, you guys know the drill. You can ask the questions in the comment section on YouTube. You can ask your questions in the comment section on the site, Twitter. No promises. I'll get to those right now today because i'm focused on i'm kind of focused on doing a thousand things at once so if i don't see it i apologize but first thing first things first alex how is life in california we haven't seen you on the a side in a bit it's been a minute yeah no we've been kind of preoccupied we had my sister's wedding a month ago i feel like she got it just under the wire of now rising cases and uncertainties again so we're happy <laughs> life is calm again life is calm ak how's life in markham 
Thank you. Thank you for correctly designating where I'm from. Not, not just we're not just a greater Toronto area, but yes, from Markham. Uh, things are good, Jose. I, they could be better COVID wise. Uh, again, we're having a little bit of struggles with people wanting, you know, the, the quarantining and getting the and all that. And it's it's not ideal yet. Uh, we're, we're still I think we're back in theaters. We're back in theaters. And I recently watched the ninth, the ninth Fast and Furious film. So we're somewhat returning God. to normalcy. So uh, the Fast and Furious thing, that's for real. You really like those movies. Oh, he loves it. You thought that was you thought that was a gimmick? <laughs> hey, 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 chat, chat, chat. Uh, if anyone's in the chat up this early, send any Fast and Furious questions. Uh, I will answer either on the show or I will contact you directly and ask. I'm working on a book, Alex Savas, so someday I oh will. Write the Fast I like. I like. I like. The, I like the third one. It's so good. Thank you, because you're a man of culture. I think the third one is an underrated film. Uh, Jose, like you're film. a man of culture. Like film. You're a man. I see people all the time go like, go like, oh, I like all the Fast Furious music, except for Tokyo Drift. I just no, pretend Tokyo. And I'm like, fun. you, whoa, what are you? Excuse me. Has the best. What are you? Has the best soundtrack. So good, so good. In Rhode Island, it when it snows, uh, my friends and I used to like, cause we're stupid, used to like drift around corners in the <laughs> snow and ice. Obviously, <laughs> listening to the Tokyo theme song, but we were like 15 and 16 oh years old. So it is what it is. I'm not sorry. Did we get in a car accident? Maybe. But that's neither here nor there. But you guys know the drill. Ask your questions. We'll answer them. Tokyo Drift related or not. I saw the Green Knight the other day in theaters. That was a fun movie. Oh, that's so, that looks it was so good. 30 minutes too long. They didn't show the actual ending. Just their game went in the Green Knight. It's two and a half hours. It's a long movie. That's a lot. It's a lot. And they, if, if you've read the story, they did not even. They ended it before the ending. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. How artistic of them. Got a little too artistic for my take, but anyway, let me find these questions. I am so unprepared. <laughs> I have no idea where the questions went. This is great. I, I, I am participating, by the way, but I see Fast Furious questions coming in. Guys, I will answer those in chat, but I will also right, be paying attention to the MMA questions. First question, AK, we're going to get them right away. <laughs> DM. Okay. This, this, Timmy, oh, yeah. o, Timmy O Show DM'd Alex. Alex, you said this individual has been asking you a lot of questions and we haven't got to any of them, right? So we're going to get him right out of the gate. Questions for the A-side. One, reports of Bellator viewing numbers were released today, but I've seen some tweets that say YouTube numbers from Prelim and Canada were included. So from your team's research, what were the final ratings and how do you guys think it positions them, f positions them fit the future? Well, I don't know the exact ratings. Uh, you'd have to ask. I would ask my our colleague, Damon Martin. He seems to be the ratings guy. But, AK, how was the uh, – so I can't give you exact numbers or how they fit into it, but how was the reception in Canada for the Bellator fights? Well, I can tell you the – so so because the, the Bellator card up here is actually free on YouTube in Canada, we do not have uh, – Bellator does not have a television broadcasting deal up here. It used to be on – uh, well, we had we have Paramount Network up here, so it used to be on Paramount Network, but it's not on there anymore, and we don't have Showtime. There's no Showtime in Canada, so uh, so the, the good thing is though, until there is a TV deal, we can watch for free on YouTube. So the numbers I'm looking at are pretty good. Again, this is just raw YouTube numbers. I don't know exactly how to how to extrapolate these and uh, translate these into like television viewership. Uh, for the prelims, it's kind of weird. For the prelims, 294,000 views. This is just on the Bellator's YouTube channel. And then for the main card, uh, 223,000 views. So I'm not sure why there'd be less views um, on the main card. So That's a little confusing. Uh, maybe. Uh, that is confusing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
again, I, unless uh, unless a lot of I'm trying to think, like is there is maybe there is some way to watch in Canada that I'm not aware of, but I don't know why people would choose. I, as far as I know, there really isn't. Again, we don't have Showtime here. Um, but either way, pretty good-looking numbers compared to the actual Showtime numbers. I'll, I'll bring those up in a second. Um, there was quite a bit of controversy because, obviously, I know for you guys in the U.S., Showtime Sports is a premium channel, right? You have to subscribe mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Do you – I mean, well, I mean, of course, you guys watched it, so I assume you have it. You know, you would never watch something through nefarious means. So they have, a, they have an app. So if you have the Showtime app, you, okay. can, you can stream it there. So, like, my television, I don't have cable, so I can't go to, like, channel – like 304 and watch showtime but i can tee up the app and anything that is that you can pay for it on there or you obviously with bellator you watch you watch it for free so basically if you spend like five dollars a month you get all of showtime's content okay uh yeah so so but you still have to pay you're still yes, you're still you're correct. subscriber you're correct. subscriber too okay sorry i'm trying to bring up the numbers here i'm just being a bit slow but uh of course the, the ufc card did a lot better and and you know you have people now saying how could a card headlined by sort of this non-event uh middleweight bout a good middleweight matchup for sure but compared to what was being hyped as you know the biggest fight in belter history how could it do such a big number so strickland and hall did seven hundred ninety-seven thousand viewers on espn and apparently peaked at nine hundred fifty-three thousand for the main event bellator eighty-five thousand average and uh 177 000 for the mm-hmm. for the uh Main events, so under 200k, but that's actually a really good number, I think, relative to most Bellator cards. So, you can, again, people have to kind of view these, uh, you know, you can't view these in a void. There's, 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 it's comparative, but I understand the public perception that, um, that it looks bad for Bellator. I would be curious to see how much live viewers were happening in Bellator, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. obviously, in this stream, we get like X amount of viewers, but then when it is done and it is on YouTube, to see how many watched after the fact. I don't know how many people are watching Bellator live as it's happening. Uh, Alex, you you did you you watch it on Showtime, obviously. Um, what did you make of the uh, product as a whole in terms of the the production of the Bellator fights? I don't know. I always think it's great. It's always. I mean, I find the pacing a little slow. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'll look away, especially when when UFC is happening at the same time and we're posting, you know, winter graphics or whatever, and you're like, "Is this fight over?" Like, "Oh my god, did I miss the fight?" Like, "Oh, it hasn't even started." Like. <laughs> <laughs> with our attention spans these days, I mean, like you were just talking about two and a half hour movie, like impossible. I need this stuff to go. Like, let's go. <laughs> but other than that, you know, it was a great show. Yeah, the pace, the pacing was a little UFC on Fox ish. But <laughs> anyway, another question from Tim, Timmy Osho. Apologies if I mispronounce your name. This is much smaller. On the morning combat, Luke and BC say the best way to keep AJ Bellator is by giving him double champ opportunity, potentially boxing fights and good payday. But now. With Dana mentioning his name and Bellator not having the capital to give him 30% of McGregor pay or in the potential future due to low viewing numbers versus UFC equals less fanfare, do you guys think it's less likely for Bellator to keep him in the coming years? So uh, we're probably going to get a few questions about AJ and Bellator. Actually, I know we're going to get a few questions about AJ and Bellator and AJ in the UFC. Uh, AK, if you're Bellator and Scott Coker, put on your Scott Coker hat. And for one second, pretends that you can actually talk about the future and not say, I'll get back to you. <laughs> How, what is your three-step game plan to keep AJ McKee? Oh, my gosh. I mean, well, C- CBS has to be the first step. Getting him on CBS or, and, and non-show uh, non time sports. Getting yeah. him on a regular Basically, show get time. Him, get him out from behind a paywall. 
Get him out from behind a paywall. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, that's step one is getting out from behind a paywall. I do think one of the next two steps has to be getting him back behind a paywall. I don't mind the pay-per-view <laughs> idea. I saw a lot of people making fun of it. You know, uh, that, that was one of the quotes we kind of grabbed for a story after Bellator uh, 263. And and I get it. It's it's and especially now, if you're looking, I'm sure if you look at the numbers now and be like, you couldn't get them to spend five dollars, whatever, on a Showtime sports subscription. How you get them to spend forty to sixty dollars? On a pay-per-view, but again, they don't need to do UFC numbers with a pay-per-view. They want to break something like a hundred thousand. Can they do that with AJ McKee? I think it's possible. It has to be the right opponent. It has to be the right, just I mean, the right circumstances, the right weekend. You know, you got to pick the right weekend. The time, timing is everything. So that might not be step two. Like step one, CBS show, uh, mainstream Showtime. Step three, pay-per-view. Step two in there somewhere is. Oh, boy. Uh, I love the idea of uh, someone said send him over to Ryzen for a fight. I'm not sure how much that helps his cachet over here. Um, but if anything, just to keep him busy and if you're not going to do the Pitbull rematch. Um, but step two is definitely do something creative with it. I would love the I love the idea of a boxing match, some sort of dumbass celebrity boxing thing. If Bellator could promote that in one of their cards, it hasn't been done before uh, in, in that way. Uh, having an MMA promotion actually just promote a freak show boxing fight like that. Just try it. You're going to have to get outside the box because I think, I think uh, Timmy raised a good point that otherwise within the next two years, there's going to be a lot of McKee to UFC talk. There is now. But it'll become very, very realistic in the next two years without without a concrete plan. Yeah, I don't know what his contract situation is either. So if he has X amount of fights left or X amount of... I don't know how Bellator's uh, champion contracts work. You know, on the UFC, when you become champ, they kind of... They can hold you for as long as they... Like, it extends your contract over time. Don't know oh. the case uh, for that. But, Alex, I think you admittedly didn't watch a lot of Bellator. I would assume before joining MMA fighting, I know you and I have covered the Bellator fights. You and I covered AJ McKee's fight in Chicago. He fought Pat Curran <laughs> in Chicago. I just thought of that. Mm -hmm. Um, did he come off as a star after his performance and during his performance? Part of me wants to say yes, but honestly, like, no, my, you know, my baseline for like stardom might be a little bit higher than a lot of people with MMA because I think, I'm always, there's so much of my life that's not in MMA that I see how honestly small the MMA sector really is. Like people talking like oh, Israel yeah. Adesanya being a star outside of MMA. Like no, he's not, truly not. not. He's really not. not yet. You know, so no, uh, AJ, the only person who has transcended MMA, well, I guess Ronda Rousey too. I, I do like my mom test. Like, does my mom know yeah. this name? If I say Ronda Rousey, she knows who that is. Conor McGregor, she knows. AJ McKee is nowhere near um, that level. But you know, if we're talking like going to UFC, like what what does Belter need to do to keep him? I mean, money talks. I think that's kind of just like the big thing. I mean, Scott Coker's very adamant about like building up his talent from the beginning. Like that's why they're just picking these people. They're not taking top talent from all these places. It's their goal to like train them and raise them, and now they build their own stardom. But so, but to keep someone like that, you gotta you gotta make it worth their time. So yeah, I think he did an interview with our own Damon Martin, plug Damon again, where right before his pitbull fight. He said Max Holloway is still his dream opponent. At some point, he wants to fight Brian Ortega because when AJ McKee was 19, he rolled with Brian and Brian tapped him with a triangle. And he goes, I just want that back for myself. <laughs> but he says, if the check's not right, don't talk to me. So you are correct, Alex. Money money talks. And AJ, AJ McKee's going to need a lot of money to stay. Maybe he'll win another million-dollar tournament. Anyway, Four Corner Sports and why? How likely or unlikely are we going to see UFC 268 at MSG for November after the news that came out for New York City? Also, if New York two, UFC 266 doesn't happen at NYC, what other venues would fit perfectly? It has Usman versus Covington 2, Miami, Vegas, or other? Hashtag the A-side. AK, 
<laughs> How likely or unlikely does the UFC touch down in New York City in November? I mean, I think it's possible. I I, I, I know. Uh, so my understanding is that they're, you know, they're just sim simply the mandate is like, look, you got to be double vaxxed. And you, I assume some sort of I don't know how you guys are handling proof in the United States, some sort of proof of double vaccination before being allowed into indoor restaurants, no. things like that. And that's not no, a thing. no, it's just a word. It's just a word. It's, it's just, just, it's just, it's just I'm double vaxxed. Scout, scouts honor. Scouts honor. Double vaxxed, sir. You cannot uh, question otherwise. But either way, I would I would hope, um, again, that most people would be by this will be November probably a little optimistic but yeah I, I if 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 it's allowed i mean madison Square garden i'm sure they can implement some sort of please be double vaccinated all the staff has to be double vaccinated all the fighters coaches everyone has to be double vaccinated so it's possible it's the issue definitely of the partial they might also decide well we still only want to have partial capacity and that's where we run into uh, the problem with dana white who has said i'm not doing partial capacity to venues it's it's sold out all the way so if there's even the slightest chance that there's that extra bit of uh, safety protocol um, from Madison Square Garden or from uh, you know the the um, from New York City, you're you're not going to see UFC 268 in Madison Square Garden. So it's just not going to happen in New York. So um, I like the suggestion there. Definitely uh, Florida, the paradise that Dana White has uh, <laughs> has declared Florida to be. It's probably where 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 they would have it. Um, yeah, for the Covington factor, send Usman into some, I guess, enemy territory. Covington plays in in Florida, right? Like I mean, he's popular still there, right? Yeah, Usman used, to, Usman used to train in Florida, too. And he just mm -hmm. knocked out Jorge Masvidal in Florida. So I don't think he'll have yeah. any problem with there. Uh, Florida's yeah. numbers are looking horrendous, though. <laughs> Real bad. Real bad. Yeah, so I don't know if I don't know if Florida's possible. Do you think Colby Covington is going to want to fight in an arena if people are being forced to be vaccinated? Someone tells me he's not. That was my thought, too. Like Even if the UFC could make MSG work, it would be a kind of a Dana move to just pull out of New York City as protest. You know, yeah. I could see that totally happening. Yeah. I mean, we've already seen a handful of fighters, including Bantamweight champions, tweet about this, uh, which was alarming. I think a lot of he, he was like, I don't get people that argue in Twitter on general. But he was like <laughs> arguing with a lot of like people with like 10, 15 followers. I'm like, You're, stop it. You're a public figure. It happens to the best. It happens to the <laughs> I put my, I can't do it. I can't do it. Anyway, uh, Miami, Vegas, or other, I guess Arizona's possibility doesn't seem like we care about any of this happening over here. <laughs> Texas, maybe. I know he, Dana wants to go to Texas a bunch. I would assume Vegas or Texas. Though Vegas, you have to wear masks now. From what I hear, well, yeah, you have to at least wear the mask. I don't know how they're handling like vaccines and stuff. But from what I've heard, because I haven't been back to Vegas in a bit, is the media has to wear masks again. Like, even if you are vaccinated, you have to wear a mask, even backstage. Hey, are you frozen? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Just my video. Just me. Yeah. Okay. McDonald's Wi-Fi. You know how it is. I got to get into McDonald's. You know? I can't. I, I couldn't tell if uh, you were deep in thought. Yeah. No, no. The video is probably a little choppy. Hopefully the audio is coming through. Anyway, we got a few We got a few comments from the previous question. Let's go. If they come up. Champions championship clause three fights for AJ source Mike mm. Bond's interview with Mickey. So there you go questions asked answers received wait, wait, What does that what does that mean? What does that mean? I he think the championship it. clause what? like so you it might extend your fight three your contract three oh. fights So question asked answer But then received. if you oh, Okay, okay, so it's so like starting from when he won it. Yeah, they're saying like that. He, he now owes them three fights Okay AJ McKee versus Concord McGregor might help. Okay. Don't, know, don't know who Concord McGregor is, but if you're thinking of Conor McGregor, 
wrong weight class unless AJ wants to go to 155, which I know he definitely does. Some people are saying there's there's a lot of like people throwing names out for uh, AJ McKee, but they're all pretty much what he said, like AJ versus Max, AJ versus this. Anyway, moving on. Savas McKee yeah, annihilates McGregor at this point, right? <laughs> at right? this point, Con- Concord's a goner. Concord McGregor does not stand a chance against AJ. <laughs> Just your opinions. What are some of the worst pay-per-views the USC has ever put on? This week features oh, this is an a Jose in- question. This week yeah. features an interim heavyweight title fight no one asked for when we could be receiving John Jones versus Francis G. Francis, his first name begins with an N. Francis Ngannou. And Francis Ngannou. Also, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Also, Francis Ngannou is the reigning heavyweight champion of the world. He would get top billing, not John Jones. Anyway, worst pay-per-views. Jose, you can go for it. Yeah, this is a Jose UFC, question. I, I, is it 149? Was that the Calgary one? That was oh, gosh. I was, I was there, I think. That was real bad. I was there as a fan, I believe. 177 oh, gosh, was, was also really bad. Why was I've it been, bad? So 149 was just decimated by injuries. And like oh. every... I think only one fight had its original... One main, okay. main card fight had its original was the original fight and that was Shet Congo versus I can't even remember and even after Shet Congo was like I was hurt I should have pulled out because it was a bad <laughs> it was a bad fight he just it was a bad heavyweight fight and he was like I should have pulled out but he didn't want to because everyone was ha- there was that like there was oh. like a two year stretch of time where like everyone got hurt Uriah Faber was supposed to fight Dominic Cruz at UFC 148 and that was like the big rivalry and UFC 148 was Anderson Silva versus Chael Sonnen 2 which was going to be the biggest pay-per-view ever at the time and they were the co-main event for that Dominic Cruz gets hurt so they pull Uriah Faber from see Alex's cat is so upset about the talk of Uriah, UFC 149 <laughs> uh, so they did Uriah Faber versus Hannon Burrell was the main event which was a fine fight but it's not what people wanted it was also for an interim title not not the yes. undisputed title and uh, uh the co-main was Hector Lombard and Tim. His Bose. debut. This is This was Lombard's debut. Oh, that was so disappointing. Who was he supposed to fight? I don't think it was. I don't think it was originally Tim uh, Bosch. Uh, I don't know. I'm looking at. I only, I only see. Oh, oh, Bis. No, 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 no. Oh, Bisping was supposed to fight Tim Bosch. Yes, and then Hector Lombard. So I don't know where. Hector, Regardless, yeah, that wasn't the best. That was fight. very disappointing. That He's was still. Dana White to this, not only say to this day, but as recently as like a couple years ago, it was like still mentions 149 as like like he apologizes for it. Well, that's <laughs> why the that Calgary Fox card that he brought, it was like Eddie versus Dustin, uh, Joanna, Tisha Torres. Who else was on that card? It was one other really big fight. I can't remember. Uh, but he's like, this is a like a pay like a payback, and I'm sorry. UFC 149. Uh, UFC 177 was pretty bad, but that was also decimated by injuries. Uh, that was the co-main event was supposed to be TJ Hennenborough too, but then Hennenborough passed out cutting weight like two days before. So they took Joe Soto, former yes. Bellator he- champion, who was fighting on the prelims in his debut and just elevated him to the, a title fight. He he came up when we were asking, I think, people we were asking, like, if it was Michael Chandler, one of the fastest ever to uh, no. to, to get a title fight in the UFC, and, then, and and we were like, Joe Soto's the answer, the, Gil- the day of his t- debut. Yeah. Um, and then I can't, remember what the, I can't remember what the rest of the card was shaping up to be. I think DJ Chris Carriasso was the co-main, and then that got moved to UFC 178 as the main event. Mm-hmm. That was the first Connor Dustin card. And Correct. Tony Ferguson versus Danny Castillo was yes. elevated that, to the co-main event. 
Yes. Controver- that was a controversial fight, wasn't it? That was yeah, a- oh, that yeah, was one of those fights where Danny Castillo spent the entire fight on top, and Tony Ferguson was just stone elbows from the bottom. And Danny Castillo's interview post-fight, because he thought he won, was if this fight was in jail, Tony Ferguson would have had a new dad. <laughs> like, okay. uh, special shout-out to uh, UFC 76. Back when they did uh, titles for pay-per-views, which I sorely miss, <laughs> UFC 76 uh, knockout. Which uh, did not feature any knockouts, which is oh, just hilarious. But but it had it had Forrest Griffin, a Shogun Hua, great fight. So I mean, it's not it's not like it was a terrible card. I don't think so. I'm looking back on it. It certainly wasn't the more memorable ones. But it is funny that um, there was three three submissions, five decision, uh, six decisions, no knockouts. On, UFC uh, UFC 33 is like widely considered to be like one of, if not the worst. That was the f- I believe the first pay per view post 9/11. So. Apparently, like, Vegas was a ghost town from all the stories I heard. Like, no one was in Vegas doing anything because of the situation going on in the country. Uh, and Dana put this stacked card together. Like, he had three five-round fights at the top. And he actually did the Star Spangled Banner at the beginning. And it was, like, a whole big thing. And then every, almost every fight went to a decision, including the three five-round fights. And they went over time. So, I'm pretty sure fans didn't even see the end of the fight. Uh, I think it was... Tito Ortiz versus Vladimir Matsuchenko. Of course, AK Lee remembers that fight vividly. <laughs> so I believe oh, that those, those are the those are usually on the short list for worst uh, pay per views. You guys, you guys have been to more live events than I have. Savas, mm-hmm. what's like the worst like live event you've been to? Like just for whatever reason, whether it's because the card was bad or you just had a crap experience or. <laughs> um, I don't know if I ever had like a really bad experience. There's a couple of, like, and it has nothing to do with like the promotion or the fighters or anything. I- Obviously, just like it would be like personal problems or like issues with other media members or. Oh, we can't. Okay, all right, all right, all right. cut it, cut it, cut it. No, it's nothing not, bad. I mean, not people that, just. That kind I'm of show. short. I'm a short person, and so like I always like go up to the oh. front because I'm not blocking anybody's view. And then there's people who don't acknowledge the headspace above me as my personal <laughs> space. <laughs> and people like try to put their camera above me, and then like this guy's like arms kept falling and hitting me in the head. I'm like my guy, like. <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> that was, I think it was UFC 200, UFC 222. I can't quite remember the exact pay-per-view number, but it was back when the the T-Mobile Arena's media room was the visiting team locker room because, like, obviously the T-Mobile Arena is an NHL uh, sta- uh, arena, and one of the local media TV studios got there really late, and the, the scrums were already happening, and he kept telling me to move, and I was like, bro, I've been here for three hours. You just got here. <laughs> And I was going to fist fight him. I was real angry. I was real, real angry. PR yelled at him. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, last and last thing, AK, what's the worst uh, event you've covered live then? I've only been to like a handful. Uh, you've been and to I Calgary. Don't I, you've been to Edmonton. Yeah, no, I don't you've think been I, to you know Vancouver. What? I, just, I, I don't think I was in Calgary. I, Detroit. If I, I, I think I remember if it was at 149 live. I don't think I was there live. Uh but I was at what was the one in Winnipeg? Uh, Henderson. Oh, with, that one was yeah. Rashad Evans. Henderson, Rashad Evans. That was bad. Yes. That I had Steve A. Roy Nelson was the co-main event. Yeah, that, that was real bad. <laughs> that was as a fan. That was not. Yeah. I was not covering. Yeah, that was before. That wasn't so. great. That wasn't great. <laughs> We've had some bad cards up here. <laughs> We've had some bad. <laughs> We've had some great here. cards up there too. We've had some great guests. Anyway. Four Corner Sports and Y again on Twitter. Cody Cody Garvin going down to one twenty five. 125 pounds to fight Kai Kawa France. How many wins would he need to have a fight for the belt? And can this jump, can this jump to go down, jump to go down, jump to go down to flyweight help him have longevity, or would Bantamweight give him that bet that better of an opportunity? So, 
Okay. Um, worded strange, but I understand what you're saying. Uh, I think if Cody beats Kaikar France, he fights for the title next. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. AK? Uh, if, he, if it's like a first round knockout, yeah, easily. I mean, he I got, think he regardless, got, of, he regardless was, of whether it's a knockout or not, I think he could fight he, for the title. I think if it's a stinker, I don't think he fights for the title. But I mean, we have to see what other options are at 125. But he uh, he was scheduled to fight Figgy last for the December, title, so he, and he was he gonna have no a, wins. He has no wins at 125. So <laughs> it's a good question. But I mean, I think if like I think if you think about it for like two seconds, the UFC loves Cody Garbrandt. They love Cody Garbrandt. Um, they like his style of fighting. They like his personality. He has a huge following online. Huge online following. Uh, he's he he look his, the way he came up. He was a made man after he beat Dominic Cruz. He was a made man after that, right? So his name is going to carry that forever. Uh, yeah, one win. Well, I think it has to be impressive. Jose he doesn't think so. Savas, I don't know. What do you think? Gets it no matter what. Well, I, based on what you're saying, you convinced me. Yeah, probably. But if it was up to me, Brandon Moreno would would not fight anyone for a long time <laughs> and remain flyweight champ for ever. Savas, that is not an option. The man has to. <laughs> Uh, i think what cody has going for him is brandon moreno is already mentioning cody they're like who do you want to fight next he's like i like the cody fight so if the champ is mentioning you then you're already on the short list but if if cody wants to see how his body reacts before going back down that's that's another thing also let's not forget this fight is in december a lot of things could happen between now and december kai could get hurt cody could get hurt there's a pandemic happening in the world Chad Skelly walked all the way to the octagon and didn't even fight. So until I see Kai Car France and Cody Garbrandt inside the octagon, this fight's not happening. What about uh, what do you guys think though about the, the longevity side of it? Yes. Will this will this increase his longevity? He's not a big he's not a big bantamweight. He said he would walk around at like one forty five, one forty. So if he's only if he's cutting five to ten pounds, to go to one thirty five, and he adds ten to fifteen. 
It's not going to be great. Alex, you like morning wines. Alex, Alex, you like morning wines. It's going to uh, get harder every year, yeah. though. I mean, the older you get, that's what they say. Yeah, you don't historically see fighters go down in weight getting older. Yeah. I'll say By good luck way. to you. I mean, I don't want to do it. <laughs> four, four Corner Sports. I was a Sprots, like uh, right, Casey. Okay. Like Casey. Yeah. Uh, four Corner Sports hopped into our chat. I saw he it. said, sorry for the sorry for I was driving into the city as I was tweeting. Don't drive and tweet, people. Come on. This is, <laughs> you know what? That's what you should be apologizing for, not the wording. Also, I didn't think people drove into New York City. <laughs> Seems like a nightmare. Boom. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to go through the YouTube comments, see if we got anything. A lot of talk about AJ going to 155. Someone says they're to AK. How's tough, Ben? We don't get a lot of the Ultimate Fighter questions anymore. Oh, or yeah. Maybe, or you know what? Maybe we do, but uh, Casey runs the <laughs> questions, and Casey is a known uh, hater of the Ultimate Fighter, so maybe we just don't <laughs> talk about it. How's the Ultimate Fighter, Ben? The fights have been excellent. Uh, the fights have been really good. So that, so that part of it is if you're one of those people who only tunes in for the fights – you're having a great time. Very, very good fights. Very entertaining fights. Uh, the show is as boring as ever. Maybe <laughs> more boring. They did nothing to change in their hiatus between 20, season 29, season 28. Nothing to change the format. Nothing. And that's fine. I, I've said this to a bunch of people. If you love the Ultimate Fighter for what it is, you, again, you're enjoying the fights and you're enjoying the the way they handle the pre-fight hype and kind of looking at the guys' lives. Cool, cool. If you're kind of if you thought it was stale like 10 seasons ago. It feels more stale than ever. Like it feels like a show, honestly, that came out five years ago, six years ago. It's so weird. Um, yeah. But a lot of exciting names on there, like Ricky Tercios, is gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, it's cool to see Vincent Murdoch uh, get back in the cage. You know, he had the the brain condition, um, so he's he's back. So there's, there's some good stories in there. Good talents. I think they picked the right divisions. Um, I don't know if I see anyone as being like, oh, this guy's gonna be a future champion or anything. But I think we know a long time ago that that's really not. Um, what the old fighter or or the contender series are, are for. So, uh, I would say recommend like if again if you like tough check it out. Otherwise, if you tuned out a long time ago, there's not a lot of reason to tune back in. I'm still shocked that they're still using the neon colored basketball jerseys as uniforms. Yes, that has oh, I to like go. those. No, no, no. See that I'm a fan, but again I'm a tough guy, so it's like I, I'm a tough I'm into that stuff. I'm a tough. I'm a tuf <laughs> guy. I want to see something. I want to see some flair. I want to see some jumpsuits. I want to see basketball. I want to see like boys to men jumpsuits. Yeah, we need to elevate it. Reality TV has okay. gone off the deep end. Like they need to keep up. Oh yeah, Let yeah. Me no, know I, if I'm Alex Savage. You haven't watched the Ultimate Fighter, huh? I actually watched two episodes this season. The first two episodes because I love Volkanovski, uh-huh. yeah. so I thought I'd give it a shot, and it was just unbearable. Like he said, I mean, it's like watching something from 1994. Like yeah. I feel like it should be in four three on my TV. <laughs> it's like unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, if people don't know, Alex Savage is our resident reality TV show expert on <laughs> MMAfighting.com. So if she doesn't watch it, it's probably it's not, not scandalous it's, enough. It's probably not scandalous. <laughs> yep, there you go. Anyway, from you guys, but the, the jerseys, if they, if they adopted like full on like Adidas like tracksuits, yeah, oh. with the yeah, kangaroo hat, with like the kangaroo uh, hats and everything. Yeah, LL Cool J, just straight up LL Cool Jing it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Some dope donkey chains <laughs> rolling in. Dude, I'd be about it. I'd actually watch. I'd get a jersey and everything. Anyway, Zuo One, <laughs> Dustin recently said recently talks about maybe retiring and fo- focusing on hot sauce business after winning the belt. Habib and Henry uh, Henry Cejudo also retired in their prime. Do you see the same trend with fighters who are able to secure their future financially to leave MMA early after winning the belt? So AK. I think it's different fighter to fighter because we see a lot of guys who I'm sure are financially set 
a la Matt Brown. He owns a gym. You know, he's already retired once. I don't think he's hurting for money, but he continues to fight because he just enjoys fighting. He doesn't need it. It's just, you know, something he enjoys doing. But then when you see guys like Henry Cejudo and Habib, I think Habib might be a little different. I don't think he retired because of monetary reasons. He retired because his father passed away and his his mother didn't want him to fight more. Henry definitely retired for monetary reasons. Uh, wanted a lot more money than Dana White was willing to pay him, so he just retired. So, AK, we'll start with you. Will we see this trend moving forward? More? Will we see this trend pop up more moving forward? I think it's like you said. It depends from fighter to fighter. Dustin's going to be an interesting example because if you remember, he he has so much mileage on him. He's yeah. been fighting since he was like a teenager, like since he was like twenty. At pro, you can, since he was I like can't. 20. What, what's the documentary they did on him? Like fight, Fightville. 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 Yeah, he was like. 3 and 0 or something like that fighting in like a like a like a carnival or something like that yeah, it's like yeah. wild yeah he's he's got so he's a different story he's got a lot more mods than most he's only it's crazy he's only now starting to make the money that he should that a, an athlete of his caliber should be making Ma, Masvidal is uh, the same is the same yeah, yeah same right so so it they have a different perspective on it like these a, a guy who becomes champion like uh, let's bring up Cody Garbrandt a guy like Cody Garbrandt even if he had a successful business, um, which I don't know, maybe he does has some things uh, on the you know on the roast or on the fire, as it were. Um, he's probably still going to stick around a few more years longer because it's like again, he's he's he became champion so young. Um, you know, they want to fight, they want they want to they want to do it. But Poirier, he's had all the thrills. He's done. He's really done it all. He's beaten Conor McGregor twice. He, again, he's won an interim belt. If he wins the undisputed belt. Russell's fans say, oh, now he's just around and, and really cement his legacy. But legacy does not feed the bulldog. Um, and, and it's like, he has a family. I don't know if we ever, I, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of go in a different path direction. I don't know if we ever again see the, the Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre, Demetrius Johnson, eight, nine, 10, 11 straight title fights. Ah, you're, getting a, you're getting ahead. Oh, here we go. Also, so, do you see Anderson, yeah. GSP, John Jones, Demetrius like streak yeah. from any fighter in the future? So before we answer that, Alex Savas, are we going to see more more fighters retire early for financial reasons? <clears throat> yes, but I don't think it's purely financial either. A lot of the time, I mean, we're getting so much more science and data back about like CTE mm -hmm. and the effects of sparring and things like that. And what we saw with like the Spencer Fisher piece from um, our own Stephen Morocco, like this is entering people's heads and somebody, Mike Heck did an interview with one of the younger guys, the new guy. And he was very aware of the damage he took in the fight. And he's like, that was more damage than I wanted to take. You know, I don't want to keep oh. doing this. Like, like who was that? He, I think was he it was Jeff a, Molina. Maybe. Mm. And he, he was just very, he's like, I don't want to take that much damage in my next fights. Like these, these young guys coming up are very aware of, of the, the effects of fighting and stuff like that. So, but the retiring early and in your prime, I mean, I'm, I'm, full 100% advocate for because otherwise like you're going to talk about legacy I mean people want to remember your name as it's prime not to mention if you're looking for financial stability after the fact if you want to open a gym if you want to brand yourself or do any of those things it's better to do it while people know you as one of the best or True. going out on top you know nobody wants to join a gym of an old washed up UFC champ True. or whatever so that's all all part to consider the answer to Scott McCrate's question, how does it benefit a fighter to retire because they're not getting paid enough? To answer the Henry Cejudo question, Henry Cejudo was set, was fine financially. He just wanted, as he said, heavyweight money, and he wasn't going to get it. So he had the power to walk away. Some fighters can't walk away uh, because it's like, as Tim Means said, he likes fighting, doesn't really care if he fights for the belt or not because to him this is a day job and this is how he feeds his kids. Yeah. So, I mean, what else are you going to do? They've right. been fighting their whole life. Have, they don't have any training. Have you ever seen that 
either of you seen when Miguel Cotto lost one of his last, I think I can't, it might've been a Canelo. And then he was backstage. Cause you know how boxing does behind the scenes and 24 seven documentaries better than anything the UFC has ever done. And they just had a camera on him. It wasn't like camera cuts or anything. There was no ambient music playing. So you could just hear all the noise around him and his hands were unwrapped, but he was in the back. His face was all bruised and cut and his wife is sitting next to him. And she's just like clearly holding in tears. Because this is like his 50th something fight. He just lost badly. And then she, he just like looks looks at her and she starts bawling her eyes out. And he goes, and his phrase was like, what else can I do? This is all I got. Ugh. This is all I got. I was like, oh my God. Like, A, Ouch. praise the cameraman, but don't show me that. I don't want to, I don't want to see that, but uh, I'll try to find that clip uh, and tweet about it, tweet it out or something like that. But that is, that sticks with me also because I, Went into that fight, as I have said many times, I'm a big Canelo Alvarez fan, so I was really happy. But then I saw that, and I just got it just bummed me out so badly because I also I like Miguel Cotto. I just was not rooting for him at the time, but it made me feel bad. I think he had one more fight and then retired. One of the best yeah. ever. Anyway, to answer uh, Ray's question on Twitter, do you ever see an Anderson, GSP, John Jones, or Demetrius like championship championship streak with any fighter in the future? Uh, I think if someone's going to do it, it'll probably be Kamar Usman right now or maybe Izzy. I think the Robert Whitaker fight is going to be very telling. Uh, AK? No, I, I don't think it would really surprise me. I mean, the, the, the equivalent, if anything, Amanda Nunez and mm, Valentina Shevchenko come to mind. Amanda Nunez, especially, if, I mean, if you combine the featherweight and bantamweight title defenses, then she'll get close. You know, she'll, But we already know she's starting a family. Uh, she's mentioned multiple times, not not that she wants to retire, but she's clearly looked ahead beyond her competitive years. So I always say with her, every year, honestly, coming up could be could be her last. Um, I really would be surprised if she's still competing in 2023. I would be surprised. I, I really would. And uh, so so she'll she could come the closest, but who knows how many title defenses are even in there? It could be one fight a year for her. She might not even want to modify more than once. Um, and then, like I said, those guys come from a different era where the money was a little different, the way the True. UFC ran itself was a little different. Um, I, I I find it, I think it'd be really difficult to to hit the kind of eight, nine, ten, eleven consecutive title defenses again. There's other options again. I know people don't want to talk about this all the time, but like celebrity boxing. There's other things to look out outside the UFC. Um, look how Conor McGregor handled it, just kind of jumping between divisions. The motivation, it's, it's just not that great incentive, I think, to necessarily keep defending titles as opposed to looking for, for new challenges and jumping to other divisions. And So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's highly doubtful we see one of those again. Valentina, if someone's going to do it, it'll be Valentina, I think. Mm -hmm. But she got Alexa Grasso coming up. She's, I don't think Macy's close macy obviously believes she's close miranda maverick i think was only going to get better off of her loss who else is a 125 that could give her a test i mean pe people are really excited about like men and stuff oh, like that but, yes, but, yes, but, yes. but some of these people feel so far away they are like, they feel Again, so they're like, like prospects they're pro exactly so, like, they're she's not in anywhere her prime. close like the, the top five i i think the lesser grasso fight would be a lot of fun mm -hmm. like striking wise but who's grasso fighting right now Andrea Lee? Oh, no. She's fighting JoJo. 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 Yeah. Oh. oh, that fight rules. They UFC really wants JoJo Valentina. They've given JoJo a million <laughs> number one contender fights. I want it. They've given... <laughs> I want it at this point. Uh, Alex Avis. We're getting to see another long-reigning champion. I was going to say yes, but AK kind of changed my mind about, you know, just looking for greener pastures. You're right. Like, being the champ isn't really the pinnacle of the career anymore. No. It's like, what else is out there? 
So I think all the money. I think Valentina could do it. I think Valentina's financially secure and she just seems to enjoy fighting, like training, competing at a high level. Uh, she's yeah. also one of the few that is like next man up, you know, a lot of champions after three or four wins, title defenses, they start looking for those big money fights. But Valentina really does seem just give me the next body. Like she's yeah. like when when Jennifer Maya won, she's like Jennifer Maya's next. When Jessica Andrade moved up, she's like, OK, like she's not arguing. And Dana loves those fighters, you know, <laughs> loves them. Uh, Valentina is fighting Lauren Murphy. Is that in October or September? October. Is that the uh, Abu Dhabi? Is that the is September. that the co-main event to Ortega Volkanovski? Oh wait a minute, it's September. Yeah, September, September. And then the Nick Diaz show is right before. That's mm-hmm. also five round. Oh my god, no, I can't believe no one's asked about that. But yeah, I would say Valentina. Um, if Izzy gets through Robert Whitaker, which is by no means an easy task. Is there anyone a one twenty one eighty five for him? Is there well, anyone I mean, at at 185 for either of men, honestly, outside <laughs> of each other? I, you know, no, I, I know. I think there's a clear cut. They're the clear they cut. They are one the and best. Two. They are clearly one yeah. A, one B to me. Wow. Yeah, yeah. If they fight ten times, that could be five and five. Yeah, I picked up against it. Well, you know, hey, Sean Strickland, get up there. Let's see what Sean Strickland Dude, can do. Sean, we're getting, <laughs> I have. There's been a few questions uh, about Sean Strickland's performance in the chat, and hey, man, Sean Strickland fights Izzy or Robert Whitaker. That'd just be a fun fight. Don't 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 know if he wins, but he's gonna talk a lot. And so would Izzy. That's not gonna get in Izzy's head at all. Let me tell you something. No. He's not gonna he's no. not gonna put up with that. Right. And Robert Wade is just gonna like laugh at him. Just like I'm gonna Savis, I know you don't want Moreno to ever defend his title, but do you think he could do you think he has the potential to def- it's such a tough division, but such I mean a hard division. He could he, rattle off. He could. He very well could, but it's just it's it's one of those things where every fight feels like a coin flip at some point. Like it just uh, anything can happen, well, you know, it's just that mentality. To go off of that, I can't find the question. I'm losing the questions are coming in a lot faster than they were at the beginning. Uh ah, perfect. There it is. Ooh, let's get this one out of here. Why do you think high stake fights finish so quickly? Is it related to high pressure? Example, uh, Andrew Silva, Chris Weidman, Jose Aldo, Conor McGregor, and most recently, Patricio Pitbull, AJ McKee from Takiro Man 91. So we do see a lot of fights that are built up in this big, exorbitant fashion. The UFC puts the PR machine behind it. And when's the last time the UFC has built up this big mega fight that's ended being like a fight of the year? Oh, like, wow. Or like an insane fight. Like, you can even, like, a man Nunes Ronda, that was lightning quick. Like, a man Nunes Misha Tate was lightning quick. Aldo McGregor, Eddie Alvarez McGregor, I know that was the second round, but it was still, like, that That could have, that Eddie won zero seconds of that fight. Like, he just pieced him up. I mean, uh, you're counting not. Israel Adesanya, Robert Whitaker, like, again, that was built we, up to be the big, the big middleweight fight. We just saw Sandhagen Dillashaw. I, I guess I'm, I'm, I was thinking of yeah. like title fights and stuff. Like yeah, these yeah, high stake fights. Yeah, yeah. That, that'd be like a tier B high stake fight. Like yes. you're talking about tier A. Yeah. <laughs> like Maybe even... like Gastelum Adesanya. Oh, that's yeah. a bang. Right on the money. Yeah. But the problem plus, with plus, that one is that was for an interim title, and I felt like the UFC was not getting behind that, like yeah, marketing right. wise. Because the main plus, event was for like the lightweight. That was the co main event. For yeah, Holloway, was... right? For yeah. Holloway. There that, we go. So yeah. that was also for an interim title, though. Like, like, oh. like, yeah, right. like, and also <laughs> Dustin wasn't the man yet. Remember, because du- <laughs> the only reason they got they made that they wanted Tony Habib. Habib was taking time off. 
And then they said, Tony, fight Dustin for the interim title. And he said, no. And so they gave it a max. So that was like their third option. That wasn't even their first option. Was that the greatest fight card ever? Maybe. It was at least the best main co-main one-two punch I can remember in a long time. But, yeah, you guys aren't wrong about that one. But even like Habib Poirier, that was what, second round submission? Third, third, second. second second or third, third round like it's rough it's rough a lot i don't know i don't think it's high pressure or anything these are also like the this, the best fighters in the world fighting yeah so anything can happen yeah uh, only I, th- I think we were spoiled by the the gsp era where it was all uh, mm-hmm. a lot of control a lot of control exciting exciting in its own way i always thought but i do remember at the time uh gsp took a lot i mean probably to this day still GSP i guess took a lot of black for his style but the first that, that that's why i became so big I think. uh the first Anderson Silva, Chris Weidman fight, obviously ended fifth round submission, but Chael Sonnen. No, no, uh, so, you said Sonnen. Oh yeah, uh, Sonnen. you said Silva, Sonnen. Yeah, Silva Sonnen. That yes. fight ended, so that was a big Great. one. Um, I mean, John Jones is, you know, John Jones Gusterson was Dominic bananas. Reyes, but I mean, yeah, uh, those fights were how, how hyped for those fights? I guess that's what the I'm question. saying. Compared, yeah. compared to Silva Weidman, Aldo McGregor, Pitbull, Mookie, okay. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a bit of of uh, of um, confirmation bias. I think now Figueredo, we're thinking about Figueredo Moreno. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a bit. Justin Gaethje and Tony Ferguson. I know that was. I think a lot of people assumed Justin Gaethje would be a harder fight for Habib than Tony at the time, anyway. So that was more like a let's see how he does against Tony for the interim title. And I am so happy that happened in an empty arena. The first uh, Cormier Jones fight went uh, went to, went five rounds, right? So yeah, but that wasn't very. Yeah competitive uh but it was a high i mean it was a highly highly hyped fight you know? salty veteran says i think vol for sure i don't think he beat i don't think he beat holloway but he's a great fighter and champ worthy i like volk for sure so is i don't know if you're saying i like volk to have a long reign mm. but a lot check of people out our, check out our rankings people check out our, if you're if you uh, I was check gonna, out our rankings yeah. by the way which just just came uh updated today and you can you can see what we think of uh, Volkanovski and what we think of of Holloway and AJ McKee. I don't vote on the rankings. AK does, so you can go see how they've played out. Alex is <laughs> Volkanovski or Holloway your number one featherweight? Volkanovski. Yeah, mine too. But yeah. I just I put him there because he's the champion. If they, a lot of people view it as talent wise, and I like I think Dustin Poirier's most talented lightweight in the world. I still rank Charles Oliveira above him because he has a big shiny belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's neither here nor there anyway i'm gonna bring this up because i want to correct this man this abdul abdul aziz i can't pronounce i'm not even gonna try to pronounce it. i apologize for not mispronouncing his name we'd rather see aj versus max or horiguchi versus moreno in a fight well i read this question completely wrong i must have been really tired this is an interesting question anyway so i'm taking it back what do you I, think it's saying? I thought because I for, I didn't see the max thing. I was so tired when I was pulling these up because it's so early. I thought it was. Would you rather see AJ versus Horiguchi or Moreno? I mean, like that doesn't make any sense. But AJ versus Max or Horiguchi versus Moreno in a cross promotional fight. Ooh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Wow. Hi, PJ. <laughs> I would oh, probably AJ Max. Oh, but dude, Horiguchi and Moreno, they are the most they are two of the nicest people you will ever meet in the world. If there's so oh man, all right, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna think about this. Alex Savis, <laughs> what do you say? Um, I don't like watching two nice people fight, so I guess I'll take AJ Max. There you go. That's very fair. <laughs> I, I, I'll make the case for Hoguchi Moreno. I mean, I just think, uh, I mean, I know, I know a lot of people might have uh, might not be following Horiguchi as closely because he's over in Ryzen. He's not fighting in North America, but he's his fights have been super exciting. Yeah. Uh, as it was again before before he when he was in the UFC, he's just su- such a fun fighter to watch. Um, and uh, him and Moreno, I agree, it would suck that one of them would have to lose uh, unless it went to a draw. But man, like just the the the, the skill level, and I'm not saying AJ versus McKee would not be a high skilled fight, but there's something intriguing about the speed and the skill level of Horiguchi and Moreno. And I'm trying to imagine now in Japan, gosh, they have they're having COVID issues too. Like I want to see like a packed Saitama Super Arena or something. That's that's like my this great visual I have, but obviously that really can't happen now. And it's a cross motional fight, so it can't happen anyway. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that to me maybe maybe I give that to Ed, the edge right now. Also, I'm probably more intrigued right now with sort of I still think there's um like there's challenges for AJ McKee and in, in uh, Bellator that I'm interested in. Uh, Moreno, yes, there's guys, but. Uh, Again, some of the, I think quite a few might be some of them might be rematches and things like that, and then uh, Horiguchi again he needs fresh fresh opponents. So I think that'd be Horiguchi's awesome. had the cross promotional fights in Bellator too. Yeah, right? yeah. Call Horiguchi call versus call. Pettis would rule. Yeah, and <laughs> and should happen. Well, what if Pitbull dropped down to one thirty five and fought Horiguchi? Oh, one can dream. He, yeah, it's possible. One can dream. Again, we we've been saying he looks he looks yeah. like a guy who could make that cut. Alex Savis, if you haven't watched like old UFC embeddeds or actually I'm pretty sure Gucci has a YouTube channel. Or just go watch some of his videos. He is the most jovial man, not <laughs> named Brian Moreno, and he loves fishing so much. I have <laughs> never met a man who loves fishing more than Kyoji Horiguchi. Like, I think, he, like, this whole argument of, like, Gregor Lesby being the best fisherman in MMA, I think is Kyoji Horiguchi. I've been saying that forever. There was an, I remember an old embedded before he was fighting Demetrius Johnson, and he was, like, in Montreal, or Montreal, and he was, like, watching, he was literally just watching people fish on his iPad. He goes, and he's like, this just gets my mind right. Like, I'm, he's like, can't wait, and he's just literally, he goes, and he's just like, this is, this is my happy place. I was like, Oh man, I'm here for it. I'm here. So weird. He's such a nice man, though. He trains down at a a a. He's at ATT, right? Yeah, he's at ATT. Such a nice individual. Anyway, Terrence Lever on site. Judging by round, we'll be quick with. Well, I'll try to be quick with this. I know you all get asked questions about judging all the time, so I'll offer an idea. I said on Twitter to E Casey Lydon, I think fights should be scored by the round. Like, if two out of three judges give you that round, you want it that. That way we get rid of split decisions. If judging was done like this, like on the TJ versus Corey fight, he would have won. Thoughts? P.S. Please bring back the video questions or allow fans to video chat in like Brandon Schaub does on his new show. Thanks and welcome back, Alex. So, uh, yeah, we'll have we'll have updates on the A side maybe at another time for that. But I would love to bring back the video, video submission questions. But uh, real quick, AK, do you like the idea of judging fights round by round? God, I mean, I'm not against it. It's because I, I don't think it paints that different of a picture than what we're getting now. So, for people who might not understand Terrence's question, because I, I don't know if everyone knows the exact scorecard situation, 
two out of the three judges uh, scored the fight for Corey Sanhagen in three rounds of that fight with TJ Dillashaw. But if you look, at, if you just tabulate the numbers, uh, the uh, the math, the way it's you know the total score, then it's TJ who got more. Sorry, the more tens that he needed. I know it's confusing. I would just people go tell people go look up the scorecard and kind of do the math. It's it's almost like a like a mind trick. This happens in a few fights. This also happened in the second uh, Nunez Shevchenko fight. Shevchenko actually won two out of three judges' scores on three rounds out of five. But the way the math adds up, uh, uh, Amanda Nunez gets the gets got, had more 48-47s. It's very very strange. So I would I would I'm not against trying it. I don't think it goes against the spirit of um, how the scorecards are supposed to be tabulated. So let me put this way: I'm more into this than open scoring. So yeah. I can say that now because Casey's not here, so I'm not going to get a whole diatribe about it. But uh, yeah, I like I, I it, it is interesting. And so many people thought Corey won. It would kind of go along with the eye test as well. Now, would it create some other new controversies? I'd have to look back at kind of again situations where maybe it didn't work out that way. But I like the idea, Terrence. That's that's a good point to bring up. And I, I'd advise fans really look at these scorecards and kind of be like, how did that? How did this get come to this number? It's 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 interesting. It will be interesting when you get those nine nine rounds. Like, like they didn't. Who got the? Was it the Kai Kamaka? Not Kai Kamaka. Heck, yeah, yeah, Kai Kamaka. Kai Kamaka and, yeah, he got a point yeah, taken the, away. The low blow. Yep. And it was a draw. Alex, yeah. do you like this idea? Quick. Uh, no, it's just a band-aid fix for what the real problem is, and that's bad judges. True. Correct. I like. I like <laughs> the. I just like the. You won this round. You won that round. Like in Pride. I don't need the whole ten nine system. If you're and, like, uh, <laughs> everyone has said. I know uh, Alex Davis got Izzy on camera saying, like, use the whole 10-point system. Give it, like, 10 threes. Give it 10 fours. Like, 10 like sevens shouldn't – like, we never get 10 sevens anymore. Uh, I remember when Frank Edgar and Greg Maynard fought to a draw. Do you remember that first round, AK? was just – I prefer not to think about right. that because I'm a big Frank Edgar <sighs> fan. And I just remember the slam, the comeback <sighs> slam. Yeah, that first round was basically – Gray Maynard beat him as close to death as a fighter could possibly – like, if the referee stopped it, I would have been like, yeah, thank God. But he let it happen, and then Frank Edgar still came back and won. And I remember Gray Maynard rewatching that fight. Draw, 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 Yes, draw. draw. Well, he, draw. then he, he, he climbed back up the, the next, scorecard. The yeah. next, yeah. I remember Gray Maynard watching it. There was like a, it was like an embedded, not embedded, it was like a countdown or something. He's like, why was that not a 10-7? Like, why was that not a 10 Like, I was like, I don't, I don't have an answer for you, Gray Maynard. That's a good question. Anyway. Uh I guess this individual has a second and third idea. Did we answer one of his before? I'm sorry. I, it's been a long morning. I apologize. <laughs> second and third idea. I have tried messaging you guys on Facebook. But my question never gets read. Include international audience, please. Oh, sorry. Um, I know it's live, but lots of other podcasts managed to include more than U.S. audiences in their shows. You're not wrong. I apologize. Uh, we will bring <laughs> this. We will bring this idea to Casey from Unique Areola. Interesting username you got going on spelled with u apostrophe neek i watched bellator for the first time and these are some things that i enjoyed over usc events so interesting question that we answered asked alex this earlier fighter walkouts production work following them beforehand well so he likes the fighter walkouts is what he's saying like and this the, is the production work like, like it's, oh you yes, know, it's, yes, on show, yes. it's on showtime right so yes, yes, yes. so it's the kind boxing of, style i don't know yeah. how if it's i don't know if that's bellator employees or like ufc employees when actually i know they hire a lot of their contractors because alex when we covered the uh chicago the car to chicago our old colleague hunter was with us and he knew all of the techs 
working. He's like, oh, yeah, I worked yeah. with that guy at an NBA game. I worked at that guy at a hockey game. So, like, they clearly brought in, like, professionals, not, like, actual Bellator employees. So did you guys, did you guys like the walkouts for Bellator? I love them. Sounds yeah. I love them. Sure. Nobody does them right. I feel like I would love them, but, like, I don't know. They're just. Tell, how should they be done? They're just cringy. Like, just do better. Pick a better song. <laughs> Stop trying to dance if you're not on rhythm. Like, I, it takes me out well, of it completely. Oh, I disagree. Oh. Dan, people, dance, <laughs> dance your belt fighters, dance your hearts out. If you're terrible, if you're good, I don't care. Dance your hearts out. Who was Hannah Guy? Was it Hannah Guy? Yeah. The uh, Valerie Loretta. Uh, who oh. beat Hannah That's the. I that was one of my favorite moments of the year. Dance. You know, dance, dance, dance. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I can I will never tell people not to dance, Alex. How dare you? Did you, no, uh, did you guys like, stay a, home. did you guys like AJ's entrance coming out to Dr. Dre with the money and everything? Oh, I was sick. I don't remember it. He walks He's... out to Dr. Dre, uh, obviously yeah. California, Englewood is from California and he had a massive water. I don't know if it was real money or not, but it's obviously the winner gets the million dollar check and he threw it up in the air. I think that is very overplayed. Yeah. In that's every so aspect, okay, fine. in fine. every aspect of entertainment, <laughs> not just the sporting world, but Making yeah. it rain is very 2003 for me, and I have no. If it never happens again, I wouldn't care. <laughs> unless, some of these, unless there was something some funny. Besides, some of these money. entrances do do have a little bit of a uh, high school uh, vice presidential election quality yeah. to them. But <laughs> I I I like that. I always have. Maybe I'm immature. <laughs> I like that. I I want. I need someone to do. You guys remember when they did the elections in high school? I need someone to do the. Oh, he's he's coming in on a helicopter and he's he's on a boat and then he's driving in on a motorcycle and it's like he's coming into the arena and it's like oh now he pops out of the entrance. Wow, how did he do that? So That's amazing. Like pretty I, much what I the need, old WWF used to do. Yeah, yeah. I need one of those. <laughs> I, I find those hilarious. If Please. you want to be cheesy, then fine. But like it's the, it's them taking themselves too seriously while they're like yeah fake rapping. Like, like, what are you doing? No, it has to be sincere or it's not funny. I don't want Second them. I don't want them winking at us. No, I don't want. I want us to be able to laugh with them. Okay, but see, they're not laughing with themselves. They're like, yeah, I look cool. That's a, I yeah, look I'm like, so tough. I look okay. like I'm about to fist fight a human being and I'm throwing money in the air. Yo, that's funny for I'm us. Cool. Though. 2003. <laughs> 2003. Usher's still a uh, thing. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Does the round cage promote stand up? So I like the round cage aesthetically. I despise what it does for for the actual fighting because you can't corner anyone. Yes. You cannot corner. You cannot make these angles in a circular cage. I think it's mm-hmm. – I hate the circle cage. I hate it so much. So give me yeah. a dodecahedron over a circle cage. <laughs> that's a 16 side. I think that's 16 sides. Anyway, colored gloves were cool. Love the colored gloves. I love, love, love. The, do, yes, and – and look, uh, one Chris of the UFC, stop putting the fighters' shorts as the identi- short color as the identification <laughs> for the fighters. Just do red corner, blue corner. Just do red and blue. Sometimes they'll have like, this guy's in the gray shorts. This guy's in the silver shorts. It's super, <laughs> it's really confusing. Uh, so at the very least, if, you, if UFC's not going to do a cool colored glove thing, just you still have the corners. You still have the, 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 cor- the tape on their gloves. Just do the which kind of corner they're in. Stop being cute with the colors. Love the gloves. You can dance, but don't be cute with the colors. Yeah. That, yeah. Now you're getting it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we got a few more questions specifically for AK, if I can ever find them. I doubt it, though. No. 
are we counting John all Guy? Fast and- what's the over under on Fast and Furious Thirty happening? I mean, if you 100%. want to count all Fast and Furious projects, it's already happened. There's been video game spinoffs. There's been shorts. That's uh, there's a cartoon starring Dominic Toretto's nephew, I believe, that's Tony Toretto. Yeah. So I mean, we're kind of already. If you add all the lore, that's right. Is Paul Walker. Was is it Paul Walker? He's the one that passed away, right? Is he yes, the one that's? Getting, is he? Is it? Too- is he? Uh, is it missing him? The ninth one, yeah, it's yeah. getting super awkward. Some people I saw really liked how it was handled in the new one, and I, I understand why. I don't want to spoil anything. I'll just say it's getting awkward why he doesn't show up. And and literally every movie now, the last two movies, it's one line. It's like it's like where's uh where's uh uh Brian? Went to Paul Walker's guy. Where's Brian? Uh, uh he's uh, he's got to look after the kids. All right, moving on. So let's go. We got to go save the world. It'd be Come really on. nice to have, it'd be really nice to have Brian around. It's a shame uh he has to take the kids to school today. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Don't don't bring him up. Don't mention him anymore. Getting uncomfortable. Okay, who is the dude punching the bag and during the credits? Oh, I answered this in the chat. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think he's an established Fast and Furious character, but right. he is a well-known sort of ca- also, character. Also, Paul Walker is a, was a creep, right? Isn't that what I hear? In real life, uh, yeah. there wasn't a great person. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe a little Leonardo DiCaprio uh, dating some underage, uh, some young women. Um, not but great. like, when you say young, you mean like like, like under eighteen, young, right? I have. To, I, I'm going to tell people to look up. But there are allegations out there that yes, when he was yeah. coming out, there's some uh, some improper relations. So look that up. You guys can look that up. Favorite Fast and Furious character, and then we'll end on this. Mia, I'll just say this: uh, Jordana Brewster's character Mia is so underrated. She's like one of the most I have disregarded. Literally, no idea that who that is. She is the she is the love interest of Paul Walker in the first movie, but becomes so much more than that. She is the uh, heart and soul of the Fast and Furious franchise. And just because she doesn't get to, she gets to kick ass in the new movie, but for the most part, she's like the 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 mom wife character but she is she motivates so much of the action in the series you shouldn't have saved this question for last because yeah. i can give you a 20 minute di- uh, treat treaties on why jordana Brewster <laughs> is essential to the fast and furious series she was I would not love, in the i would love nothing more she was sorely missed in the eighth movie but i'll say it. not my favorite character but i want people to show more appreciation to uh mia toretto slash mia o'connor i don't know if they ever actually get married Mia Toretto. Is anyway, Bow, Mia's, is Bow Wow ever come back with his hulk hulk car? he's in the new one and he's not oh, so little man anymore. i shouldn't say that yeah, he's but Bow Wow now. Him and he's just Bow Wow now. And yes, all the the three guys from Tokyo Drift come back, and they are unrecognizable. <laughs> just like just, yeah, they're just older. They just look different. The, the movie technically, I think, is set maybe yeah. five so years hear, so after Tokyo Drift. From what Drift, I've gathered like, from like people that I know are. that watch this, it's like all the yes. movies are not in chronological order. No, there's a lore. Guys, dude, there's yeah. a whole lore to exactly. Is that not? Oh, I, I had no idea. <laughs> I've seen they, the first one, like when it first came out, and I've never seen anything. In Tokyo Drift, spo- I will spoil this movie because it's so old. If you guys haven't watched it yet, there's a, there's a really cool character, uh, Han Solo, who dies, so or just Han, yeah, who dies. But he's such a cool character, they want to bring him back for the sequel. So they said, "Oh, screw it, we'll just say he's alive." But that these movies are before, took place yeah, yeah. before Tokyo Drift. Ignore the phones, ignore so the cell phones, is ignore the chronological, back, you know. chrono- like, chronologically, is Tokyo Drift yes. the last movie? Not anymore. It is now before it, the timeline has caught up. So we are now with seven. We caught up. So so uh, it is between four and seven. No, sorry. Six, it is between six, six and seven. Learn something new every day. But yes. I remember Bow Wow. I'm going to end on this. Bow Wow had his was like a, a Scion, like one of those box cars. And it was green. And he had customized it to look like Hulk fists were coming Horrible. out of the car. I think they thought that was actually gonna like become something. Yeah, because it ruled. And like, <laughs> oh, no, like, a, like I don't remember what year that came out, but I was like, even I was like, 
That's stupid, but I love it. <laughs> anyway. Well, there you go. We're going to end this that, because we that got... That sums up the series. That sums up the series. Anyway, we 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 just, we went five minutes over. I know we got media day coming, so we can't hang out and chat with you all, guys all. I'm sorry. Alex Avis, before we sign off, you got anything to say? Anything no. to plug? No. 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 <laughs> no. No, she doesn't. Hey, Kaylee. Uh, watch Fast Pierce. No, no, I don't know. Uh, yeah, catch up. Oh, uh, one question you didn't put up. If you're gonna start, people, if you're if you're a fast newbie, a fasty newbie, or a curious newbie, whichever one you want to call it, a fooby. Thank you, Alex Avis. You always have a, <laughs> know what to say. Uh, I would highly recommend starting with Fast Five. That's actually the first one I watched. It's just a really good movie. Yeah, it's the best. That's it's the, the best one, one in the series. Yeah, it's the best one in the series. It informs so much of what comes after. It's a little bit difficult to go back after because the first one, the first movie, is so different from everything else. <laughs> but you can, but you can do it. You can do it. And uh, so I would say, I are you got new guys? Fast Five. I absolutely love how into Fast Five, Fast and Furious, AK is. I'm very into it. Um, it's very real. This is it is this generation's Star Wars trilogy. I don't know if oh, people know this. Oh no! It is. It is this, I've never seen Star Wars either. But no. I would watch if I had to choose to watch the nine mainstream mainline uh, uh, Fast and Furious films or the nine mainline Star Wars films. I'll t- and I love the original trilogy of Star Wars, one of my favorite trilogies ever. But in total, all nine, I'll take the nine Fast Furious movies any effing day. Any day. All right. Anyway, we'll end it on that. Fast Five, The Rock bought my ticket, so I love that movie. After, other than that, I haven't seen any of them, so no judgment from me. Like You guys can like what you guys like. Stick around on this YouTube page. Casey is live on the scene at UFC 265 Media Day in Houston, and then Alex and I will get clips out. AK will get his stories out. But until that starts in 24 minutes, go read MMA Fighting's global rankings. And you guys can stop arguing in our Instagram comments over why our rankings are different. (laughs) My (laughs) God, people, how many people I had to remind that these are not the UFC rankings. But anyway, for Jose, that's Alex and Alex. See you next week. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.